You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Good morning, CLM. It is so good to be with you today online, and I hope you've been staying safe, and I hope you've been staying in faith. You know, one of the questions that I've been asking myself Uh, over this period of lockdown is, what is God saying to the church? And another question that I'm sure you're asking too is, how should the church respond post-pandemic? Today, I want to share with you some thoughts about the first lockdown in our history. And I, I just hope it will help you all as you navigate your families forward and as you navigate your church forward. So we're going to look at the book of Genesis chapter 7, which is the great flood. Genesis chapter 7 verse 16, the Bible says God shut the door and lockdown lasted for approximately one year for Noah and his family. Now think about that. There was no exercise. There was no essential shop. There was no walk in the park. They did have a view and what we know for a whole year it was you got it, water. It was called the Great Flood and it changed the world. We speak now of pre-flood and post-flood. COVID-19 has changed our world and people from now on will speak of pre-COVID and post-COVID. And so I want to share with you this morning just five things that I think will help us all with our families and our spiritual family to be more strategic post-pandemic. Genesis 8 verse 15, the Bible says this, that God said to Noah, come out of the ark. And when he came out, the very first thing we see in this account is reinstitution. The first thing Noah did is found in chapter 8 verse 20. It says this, Noah built an altar to the Lord and the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice. Then in chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Then God blessed Noah. It's interesting to note that throughout their lockdown, we didn't see any kind of worship written about. But I'm not saying that they didn't worship because I'm sure they did because God had delivered them and him and his family. But they didn't make altars. They didn't build an altar on the ship. Why? because it was made of wood. It was covered with highly flammable tar or pitch. So the first thing that Noah did post-flood was lead his family into worship. Post-pandemic, let me encourage you, worship God. Uh, Lead your natural family in worship. Lead your spiritual family in worship. Prioritize the worship of God, thanking him for what he's been doing and what he's accomplished behind the scenes that we've not even seen the fruit of yet. In your private world, worship. Church world, worship. You have an incredible worship leader, Mark. You have an incredible band. I've experienced them. You are a blessed church. Let them lead you in worship and give all your heart to building altars to God in your church and in your private world. Spend time praising God, celebrating God's goodness. If you want 
have some times of feasting and just celebrating the goodness and the faithfulness of God. You see, the temptation will be that immediately after lockdown, you want to restart all your routines and your habits that you had pre-pandemic. Can I discourage that? Uh, you, you will want to rush into restoring church programs. You will want to put teams back together, return to the old norm, but the old norm doesn't exist. And this is a great opportunity for you to rethink what your life should look like from here on. This is a really important thing, is that we see in the scripture that blessings follow worship. And notice when they came out of their worship, two things happened. God's word came to them and God's direction came to them. So right now, can I encourage you, don't be worried about what is going to happen. Don't get anxious about what God hasn't said to you yet as a, an individual and as a church. It will come out of the Christians and the church's response to God post-pandemic. The second thing we see is reiteration. God's command in Genesis 1 verse 28 is be fruitful and increase in number. This is restated to Noah. So we understand that lockdown, isolation on the ark hadn't changed God's will and it hadn't changed God's plan whatsoever. Sometimes in scripture, we see that reduction can lead to multiplication. What am I trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is this, post-pandemic, some churches, some Christians may find that they have less than they had before. Uh, sometimes there may be less people, less finance, uh, fewer connections in your personal world, or maybe even fewer opportunities that you are having coming your way pre-lockdown. But I want to encourage you today. Our God is a creator God and our God, he has the ability to create something out of nothing. Chapter 9 verse 19 says this line, it says, from these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. Think about that. The whole of chapter 10 lists the family tree from these three sons. So we need to see something here. When it comes to multiplication, it's not about what you come out of lockdown or the pandemic with, but it is about the union and the relatedness of you as a family and as a church. So use this time to unite hearts, to focus on kingdom matters and the great commission, which we're all called to. Many churches exist with the same number for years because they expect multiplication without fruitfulness and God puts fruitfulness first. Chapter 9 verse 1 says this, be fruitful and increase in number. Chapter 9 verse 7, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. So that shows us that fruitfulness is about reproduction, which in turn produces multiplication. So don't be discouraged, church. Don't be discouraged if some things in your life 
post-pandemic, post-lockdown, have washed away in the flood. The seven billion people on earth today all come from eight people who came through a world crisis and lockdown with God. The third thing we see is Revelation chapter 9 and verse 8 and 12. It says this, Then God said, I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. Don't you find it interesting that throughout lockdown, the rainbow has featured prominently? Most people, they're not even aware that this appeared at the first lockdown and post-flood in the Bible. So we notice this covenant in scripture is not just with mankind, but it's with every living creature. It was not just with famous Noah, uh, but everyone and everything on board with him. Post-pandemic, can I encourage you, lean into the shift that's happened in society. During this pandemic, something very significant has happened. Each week, you'll have seen that there was no clap for celebrities. There was no clap for sports stars or politicians, but the clap was for carers. There would be, this sudden shift came where the unnoticed are being appreciated and the under-resourced are being equipped and the unknown are hailed as heroes. Those often taken for granted in our society have been celebrated. And this shift to me resonates with how Paul writes about the church in 1 Corinthians 12, where every person and every gift matters. The culture of the UK are more in line with the heart of the kingdom of God when it comes to honor and value that we place on people regardless of position than ever before. People are embracing the culture of the body of Christ without even realizing it. And maybe a lasting impact of COVID-19 is that there is an increase in mutual admiration and celebration of every gift and service in the house of God, but also outside the house of God. The fourth thing we see in scripture is reinvention. Chapter 9, verse 20, it says this, After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard for at least 80 years. Building the ark was the preoccupation of Noah. Post-flood, the world was a different place. So he couldn't keep doing what he had done before. He had to move from building what was to planting for the future. Post-pandemic, church, I want you to reject any notion that assumes business as normal. This is your greatest opportunity for the church all over Britain, all over the world to reinvent itself. Post-flood, the ground was different. Noah had to cultivate the ground, then plant. Post-pandemic, the ground will be different. The feel of the land has changed. Values have shifted. The spirit of the nation are now carrying a different behavior, a different value system, more in line with what I believe is our original design. 
the ground will be more fertile in your city, in your families. People will be more receptive for something that is greater than what has been provided in these last few months. They want stability. They're looking outside of themselves. In the last few months, one in four people have joined online church to tune in to something that is solid and, and a good foundation. One in five have never been to church before in their life and they're tuning in to church. Think about that. After we come out of this pandemic, the land is going to be completely different. The ground is going to be completely different, more fertile. And the dreams and God ideas that is placed in your heart that maybe before this pandemic, you tried to plant, you tried to create ministries and somehow there was resistance. The soil was hard and, and the seed couldn't penetrate. I would suggest that you can reconsider some of those seeds might now be able to drop on fertile soil, hearts that are wide open to what God wants to say to your cities and your communities. Be aware of what the ground will look like, uh, be like. I want to encourage you, church, investigate the soil. Don't just dive into action. Don't just dive into old habits. Investigate the soil of your city. Investigate the soil of your church. Ask yourself questions. Will old programs work or even matter? Uh, are people in the right places in your church, in the right ministries for a stronger future? Will high-tech church uh, work? Uh, will there be a blended approach? Or will people just crave more than ever for the human touch? Are your communities in your, in your ministries, in your communities and outreach, are they the right ones for the new norm that you're walking into? So church, you need to cultivate the ground. Uh, the, cultivate the ground that you have, not the ground that you had before the pandemic. We need to assess our seed, assess your ideas that you had on paper pre-pandemic so you can assimilate with the new landscape that is ahead of you. Churches that will have a great future, a strong future, are those who will investigate the soil, cultivate the soil, and plant post-pandemic. And the last and, and final thing uh, that we see in this scripture is a reminder. And this is a simple thing. You know, when we look at the scripture, we mustn't ignore what we would see as the juicy part of the story. Uh, Chapter 9, verse 21, it says, One day Noah drank some wine and he became drunk. Post-flood, the leader lets his hair down. And let's be fair, he, he's had a tough year and beyond. Post-pandemic, can I just remind you, church, just two simple things. No doubt the world will have changed after the first lockdown. And it will after this lockdown. It will after this pandemic. But this verse reminds us that human nature remains the same. There'll be the same problems, just different. There'll be same difficulties, just different. Same resistance to the gospel of Jesus Christ, just different. Same struggles, it's just going to all be different. So don't be shocked, church. Don't be disappointed when people are people. You are you. And we're all people at the end of the day struggling through and encouraging each other through to the other side. 
But the second thing is a really important thing. Even in this new world that Noah found himself in, uh, he faced personally the same challenges that he had before. Isolation, church, can affect our hearts, can affect our mental health, and can affect our engagement, our motivation, and our passion. Isolation and lockdown can leave us feeling vulnerable. And I just want to say to you as I close, to all of you at this brilliant church, is come out the other side of this lockdown period and out of this pandemic, come out good. Decide, be intentional. You probably had some knocks along the way in the last few months and I just pray that God will bless you and increase your vision for the future. But come out good spiritually in your soul. Uh, right now, you're probably, as parents, as leaders, uh, business owners, you're probably watching out for everything. You're watching the news and the latest briefing on where we're going and what direction the government are taking. You're probably watching out for your family, your small groups. You're looking out for opportunities as a church to minister to your community. You're looking out for your friends and, and you're thinking about so much. You're looking out for everything and everybody else. But I want to say to you, watch out for yourself. You matter to God and you matter to your pastors, Martin and Esther, and the extended team. You are their priority and they care for your heart, they care for your mental health and they care for your spiritual life, your soul. So watch out for yourself. Stay in prayer, stay connected with your church pastors, stay in faith and stay in love with God. I just want to pray with you as I close and I want to pray a blessing over you as a church and one day, hopefully soon, I'll be able to see you in person and uh, just enjoy the worship of your house. But I'd love to pray with you right now, so why don't you join me? Father, I give you thanks for this church. It is an incredible church. It is a church that you've placed your hand upon and that you place your favor upon it. I just pray for everyone who loves this house, who is part of this spiritual family. And I just ask, Father, for those who have been struggling, those who are seeing changes that are worrying, I just ask, Father, that you would help them and you would strengthen them, that you would lift their spirits, that you would encourage them, and that you would help them to lift their heads above the challenges to be able to see the God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, dream or imagine. And Father, I just pray for this house that you would pour such a heavy blessing on this house, on this leadership team. And as we go forward and as they go forward into the future that you prepared for them, that you would give them insight to understand and investigate the soil and understand what the future will look like. They'll understand the changes and the adjustments that need to be made and that you would give them such an insight to be able to see a future that is bigger and greater than the past. So Father, I just ask that you would minister to every heart, bless every heart, every family, every individual, and that you would lead this church into its greatest days yet. And we all ask 
in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for having me, guys. Love to you all. Love to Martin and Esther and the team and all of you. And I really hope that God will continue to do the great work that he's doing with you. And I really hope that I'll see you very soon. God bless you all and we'll see you soon.